Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. All right, we are live from CPAC Radio Row 2024, baby. It is great. It is so much energy here. The energy is alive and well and palpable, and it's fun. Come up hey, real quick. I said a couple of Zioli Army members just stopped by. So, um, Dawn and James Hogan. How are you guys? You having fun? Great. 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 Yeah, yeah awesome. here, sit down for a quick awesome. sec. I mean, awesome. I haven't actually talked to any of our listeners, just only uh, bloviating politicians. So, how's CPAC <laughs> treating you guys? Good? Been awesome. Excellent. Great yeah. time and refreshing. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. What, who has been your favorite speaker so far? Uh, for me, Matt Gates. Matt yeah? Gates, for yeah. sure. He's a yeah. firebrand. Okay, good. Who else? Did you see Christy Nome speak? I did. How'd she do? She was excellent. She wants to have dinner with me after the show. I, I don't know. I, I don't have time, but I don't know. If uh, I think I'd make time. You know, but at least the phonic was, was just was really she? good. Yeah. yeah, she was yeah. excellent. Yeah. Did, yeah, you know, Kat Kama came on the show. Yes. She did a great job, yeah. too, I heard, I listened so. to her, too, and yep. I just saw you yep. interview her. Good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And we'll, we'll play the interview with Tulsi at 5 o'clock today. Okay. All right. So, good. Sounds good. Well, nice to see you both, yep. and thank you for stopping by. Rich, thanks so much. Thanks for all you do. Can we just say one other thing? Sure can. Go ahead. You know, from coming to CPAC, listening to people like like you, Steve Bannon, and others, we got involved. We're going to be running as committee people. We just found out today we're running unopposed, and we're going to try to get rid of our rhino congressman in Bucks County. Well, best of luck to you. You're you're brave to even want to enter public life. I will tell you that. Well, I, 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 give, I give you credit for wanting to put your name on the ballot. You so. have to do it. This is the last year we're going to lose the country. Yes. Good luck to you both. All right. All right. Nice Thank to you, see you both. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, 855-839-1210. The big story of the day today brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. Uh, we have a lot um, to get to. I want to start, though, locally with Senator John Fetterperson's body double. Now, uh, again, my theory on Fetterman is that, Fetterperson, I don't want to bring gender into it, is that he had a body double, and then, just like in the movie Dave, the body double took over for John Fetterperson and has now been, you know, because he's of his stances on Israel and his stances on immigration and these other things, too. But his point, and he's going after those people that go after uh, Joe Biden, and it's funny, too, because... There is something playing out here in the Democrat Party, if you've noticed, if you pay attention to it. They want Biden gone. And the reason why they want Biden gone is because they know Biden's going to lose. And they want him gone. And what's happening is the criticism of Biden is coming from places like the New York Times, places within the Democrat Party. That's what's happening. And it's happening because they know that Trump beats him. I've told you before, the establishment cannot allow Donald Trump to win. They're going to do everything they possibly can to stop him. 
Now, John Fetterman is not happy about that because he wants to make it very, very clear that you got to stand by your man. I think that he's playing us here. I really do. I think he's been playing us in a lot of different ways. You know, trying to be the sensible, reasonable moderate so that when the general election comes, he can shiv uh, Donald Trump in the back. But the other reason, too, is that I think he's really worried that if they replace if they replace uh, Biden, they're going to wind up getting a kook like Gavin Newsom who's not going to play in Pennsylvania. Or they'll get a kook like Gretchen Whitmer who's not going to play in Pennsylvania. I think that that's what, they're, what he's really worried about. That's my sense of it. Now, I think Trump beats Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. I really do. But I think Fetter person is actually, remember, he was a Bernie guy at one point. He was a Bernie Sanders guy before his body double took over. And his body double now is all in on Team Biden. Just ask yourself why. Ask yourself why John Fetter person is saying this stuff on Morning Joe. Uh, cut number one. Cut one. Am I not hearing it? Or is as it, you go we just, around Pennsylvania, go. as you hear from your constituents, what, um, what is the most important issue facing them? What do you hear the most from them as we move into this uh, incredibly important election? What's the issue that you keep hearing about? Again, I think the most important issue is, is like, what do we want for this state and what we want for this nation and what we want kind of a world order is, is as well, too. And it's going to be very competitive as well, too. And the president is going to win here in, in Pennsylvania. And I've always believed that whoever wins Pennsylvania is going to be the next president as well, too. And this is going to be it's going to be difficult. And we all have to lean in on that. And we also have to start having you know, all kinds of Democrats criticizing the president, too, publicly. I, I don't understand why. I, I don't know what's in it for you to do that, whether you're just chasing clout or you want to make it in the news or anything like that. But if you're not willing to just support the president now and say these kinds of things, you might as well just get your MAGA hat because you now yeah. are helping Trump at this. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah, the hype man. Uh, they're saying this because they know Biden's going to lose, John Fetter person. They know he's going to lose. That's why they're criticizing him. Let's face it. Let's be honest. Uh, the South Carolina primary is tomorrow. Nikki Haley is going to get crushed. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be a bloodbath. I don't know why she's staying in the race other than my theory is that the establishment of the Republican Party, the same elites that she keeps criticizing, I'm telling you, there are no elites here. This is as grassroots as you get. A lot of the speakers and other people, they're outliers of the Republican Party. It's not the Republican mainstream. The Republican mainstream, the McConnells and the others, they're all the people that they want to make sure that, um, that Donald Trump is stopped. They want to stop him big time. They want to stop him because they know that he is a threat to everything that they are doing. And that's the reason. They want to keep Nikki Haley in the race. They keep her in the race from now until the convention, hoping that something occurs to Donald Trump and then therefore she becomes the last resort. I'm telling you right now, that's not going to happen. They're not going to pick Nikki Haley at the convention if that happens. She's burned too many bridges. She's made too many enemies. If something were to happen to Trump, and the only thing at this point that could happen is if he's eaten by a dinosaur or hit by a bus or something, because they're not going to they're not going to put him away in jail. Nothing like that's happening. All the efforts that they're making to try to go after him in court are only helping him. But the establishment will not rest. They will not give it up. Remember, he is the threat to the swamp. He's the threat to the war in Ukraine and the, the funding of the military industrial complex. All the clips we've been playing for you the last couple of days about all these people who've been saying that money goes to America. You know, you, the, uh, the State Department's uh, or the Ukraine ambassador was going on about that money goes to make, you know, tanks in Michigan and bullets in Pennsylvania and this place and that place. There's something I talked to Tulsi Gabbard about. We'll play the interview at five o'clock. That's literally the confession that the money is going to fund the military industrial complex. This is the swamp and they want to eat and they love their steaks at the Capitol Grill. Not the franchise, the original OG Capitol Grill in Capitol Hill. That's the one I'm talking about. Not talking about the one at the Cherry Hill Mall. I'm talking about the one in D.C., that one. But anyway, I digress. Senator Tim Scott put it best. Trump winning Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina should, should be enough to send Nikki Haley the message and get her out. Take a listen. Sorry, which cut is this? Um, it's not labeled. Cut three. It's the one that says Senator Tim Scott. I literally just read it. I read the description of the clip. 
Senator, how much does Donald Trump have to win by on Saturday to prove that Nikki Haley is not a contender? Well, that's a good question, honestly. Let me think about that. If you won in Iowa, you won in New Hampshire, and you win in South Carolina, and every poll going forward says she can't win, I think a win would be sufficient, but I would expect a 20-point-plus win in the home state where she was the governor and a state representative. If that doesn't send a clear message, I'm not sure what does. Senator, the yeah, that's the clear message right there that needs to be sent, the clear message, because otherwise, if you don't send that clear message, uh, or I should say if the message is sent but she doesn't receive it, what are you going to do? I mean, the, the bottom line here, the reality is, and you know this and I know this, is that if Nikki Haley was not being propped up by the establishment, she would be out of money by now. Money is the mother's milk of politics. Without it, you can't run. You don't have a race. You don't have a campaign. Money is the mother's milk. And that's the only reason why she's even in the she's not She's not, look, she's viable in the sense that she's able to cash checks. She's not viable in the sense that she can win because she can't. But if the consultants can eat, if the consultants can get paid, if the consultants can get fed, well, then that's enough. And they'll keep sending Nikki Haley the money. And that's what's happening. And that's what you're seeing play out. But I'm telling you right now, there is no love for Nikki Haley at CPAC. And we're talking about thousands and thousands of grassroots conservatives who are here from really all around the country. It's not just our region, but all around the country. There's no love here for her. It's not even a question. I mean, if tomorrow Trump decided I'm out of the race, they would not they would not go with Nikki Haley. No chance. There's other people they would. They'd probably try to recruit Ron DeSantis to get back in. Or maybe they'd back Tim Scott or something. But they, there's no, 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 no. She's burnt too many bridges. But in, in the spirit now of will the Democrats try to get rid of Joe Biden? Will they try to dump him and get rid of him so that they can find a replacement? L- crazy Lawrence O'Donnell. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. That lunatic, that guy, he was going on and yelling about his fellow Democrats who were questioning Joe Biden's mental fitness. So on his platform, the last word. And again, I'm, I'm playing this for you. It's painful to listen to because it's important for you to know what's happening right now. This is confirming my theory. My theory is that the effort is a full on effort to get rid of Joe Biden. And there are forces now that are within the Biden camp that are trying to fight this. But the fact that this fight is playing out, the fact that you've got people on Morning Joe saying this, you've got you've got Fetter person saying this on Morning Joe, you've got crazy Lawrence O'Donnell saying this on MSNBC, proves to you that I'm right, that there is a fight right now to try to get Joe Biden off the ballot. I'm not making this up. I'm not crazy here. They want this old codger gone. They need him gone because he's going to lose to Trump. So here's crazy Lawrence O'Donnell. It's not labeled, but it's but go here. Go with this one, Henry. The clip that starts with Lawrence O'Donnell. Take a listen. All of the people who suggest that Biden should step aside because they want the Democrats to win are basing that strategy on the notion that Joe Biden is just too old. And the notion that Joe Biden is too old is based on a complete and utter misunderstanding of the work of the presidency. The job is to make decisions, not speeches. History writes about the decisions. That's what matters. If you have worked in government, you know that because speech making is the only thing that the news media is allowed to watch. In a presidency, the news media insists that that must be important. It's just like the Super Bowl. You can remember what Patrick Mahomes did on the field, but you can't remember a word of his speech. And that's for a very good reason. The job is on the field. Everyone who sees Joe Biden doing his job behind closed doors believes he is fully capable to do All right, that's enough, enough, enough of you, you crazy lunatic. All I'm, I'm, my point here is very simple. The battle is on. The battle is on to remove him. And it is playing out in real time. They keep acting like Joe Biden's age is not an issue. I, I've told you before, his age is not an issue. It's not his age. Age is a number. It's his mental fitness that's the issue. It's not the age. Biden is a bad 82 years old. He's bad. And he's lost it. And that's the problem for them. It's not his age. It's not like America. Americans are not ageist. Uh, unfortunately, people believe that America is an ageist country. America is not ageist. They just know that he's insane. They, I mean, not insane, but he's lost his mind. That's the problem. That's the reality here. That's what's, that's what's playing out on the world stage. But, but, but Joe Biden is making sure that the military-industrial complex eats. And that is where the fight is coming from. 
because they know that whoever replaces him has to ensure that as well. So let me play out this scenario for you. Let's pretend like this happens, all right? Let's say Joe Biden turns to Nikki Haley and says, or not Nikki Haley, I mean Kamala Harris, and says, all right, look, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm too old. I back you, but we're going to have an open Democrat primary. There's no way they can risk that. Could you imagine Bernie Sanders gets in there? He ends the war in Ukraine. He does. Before Bernie Sanders started voting for it, he was one of the senators who wrote that letter who said the war in Ukraine, we should not be funding that war. We should not be doing that. Now, of course, Bernie Sanders is doing what the party line is. But if he actually got in there, oh, no, no, he would not. He would not let that happen. They can't risk that. Or they can't risk that RFK Jr. says, all right, I'll run as a Democrat. Russia, Biden just announced 500 new sanctions against Russia after Navalny's death. I'm telling you right now, this is the biggest Fugazi story of the day. There's no sanctions against Russia. We are doing more to help Russia. Right now, this president is doing more to help Russia than you could ever possibly imagine. Just number one, by ending the liquid natural gas exports from the United States of America. Joe Biden mumbled something. We have that clip, right, of him, uh, what he said. So this, this tells you everything, right? He, he comes out, he reads something off a teleprompter, and he wanted to wait until the press leaves the room. I'm not sure how great the audio is on this, but this is what Biden said. He, can, he says it out, wait till the press leaves the room. Don't ask me any actual questions in front of the press. Because Biden doesn't know what the hell he's saying. He doesn't know how to answer any of these things. He can only, this is why he can't debate. You know he can't debate. You imagine him on stage having to answer a question he doesn't have the answer to. I mean, they'll try a little earpiece in his ear, but Biden goes off script and he says crazy, stupid things. And he doesn't even understand the policies that he's rolling out. So take a listen to this. Yeah, wait till, the pre- wait till the press leaves the room. Wait till the press leaves the room. All right, we are live from Radio Row. We have a super, very, very special guest coming up. I'm so excited to have her join us. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I'll keep it as a surprise till we get back from the break, just to keep you guessing as we go through the break. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like to weigh in today. Um, I want to tell you about, who am I telling you about, Henry? What am I saying here? You're who am done. I talking about? I'm done. I did it. Wow, that's great. We can take an actual break. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, we are live at Radio Row at CPAC 2024. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for being with us. We are live. We are local. So last night we were at the uh, hotel bar, one of them, in the Gaylord. We're at the Gaylord National Conference Center. This place is 452 million square feet, I think. Is that probably about right? right. I think you, by the way, if you put the headphones on, you might hear less background noise. It might make it easier. Um, So I'm over there, and I see uh, this beautiful woman across the bar. And I said, well, that looks like a lot like Naomi Wolf. And it turns out it was Naomi Wolf. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you. Um, thanks for making time today. You, you were drinking martinis last night, huh? Yes. 
It is so true. I was. You know, on an empty stomach. I didn't plan it that way. Things just happened. (laughs) You know, I I always advise people, try to avoid the martinis. It it kind of follows you the next day. I'm a red wine guy myself. Yeah, that's why. But the espresso martinis are all the rage now. I didn't go that far. This was a straight-up James Bond, you know, wow. shaken, not stirred, olive Could you martini. literally order it shaken, not stirred? No, I'm not that pretentious, but oh. <laughs> it's like old-school martinis. But I was with these guys, you know, AJ, my publicist, and yep. others I won't name without their permission, and my husband, who's Irish, as he likes to say. And they just, you know, were partying. And it's like, it's been a tough couple of years. Yeah, so it has been. I, you know, I got... I got two martinis down and had to call it a night. Yeah. You know, so, all right, so let me uh, give a little bit of your background to the audience because everybody knows who you are, but um, the New York Times named her book The Beauty Myth, one of the 70 most, in, most influential books of the 20th century. Uh, you have a doctorate from our Oxford, and um, at one point you were hailed as a feminist icon until you dared to question COVID vaccines. Right. In which case then you were effectively canceled. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, it's crazy. I, you know, I've written eight bestsellers, two of them about women's health and sexual and reproductive health, and it's a beat that people expect me to cover. Uh, but the world changed overnight in 2020, and um, <clears throat> there's a lot I, of background noise. Could I trouble? Some? Oh, here you go. Thank you. And so I uh, was simply noting on Twitter in about June of 2021 that women were reporting menstrual problems upon having received these mRNA injections. And that's a red, I mean, that's a, a sign of something sure. wrong. Yeah. If you have menstrual problems in 2021, there are going to be fertility problems in 2023, 2024, which is exactly what we're seeing, a 13 to 20% drop in live births. Anyway, I just noted this and I was deplatformed. From Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything all at once. And there was a global smear campaign that also launched. And uh, and I was a non-person um, on the left, the legacy media, where I'd been, you know, a commentator and on every show, every newspaper for 35 years. Uh, overnight, I was a non-person. And what was interesting and kind of beautiful after that is that the people who did want to talk to me were conservatives and libertarians who actually cared about babies and women. And um, that started a journey of realizing that a lot of the things I believed were true were not true. Actually, a chapter in my latest book, Facing the Beast, is Dear Conservatives, I Apologize for all the nonsense that I believe that is not true. I still consider myself a classical liberal, but the world that I believed in doesn't exist. And all the people who are supposed to care about women being hurt, you know, brown and black children losing um, access to good educations and lockdowns, uh, massive transfer of wealth from the middle class and the working class to a handful of rich people through lockdowns, um, you know, women's reproductive health, all the my body, my choice people, they have been silent in the horrors that unfolded in the last three years. So I, I am politically homeless, but I'm really happy to have a lot of new friends like all of you here at CPAC. Well, we're happy to have you. I mean, first of all, classical liberalism is what guided Thomas Jefferson. I mean, I consider myself to be a classical liberal. The problem is that today's left is ill-liberal, and that's what they are. There's no uh, opportunities for debate and discourse and discussion. You have to toe the party line in the narrative, and they're about controlling people and controlling narratives, and they are about shutting down free speech. It's ill-liberal. Yeah. I, I didn't think all of that was true until it until I witnessed it. You're right. I mean, you know, let's just take one example. And I wish it wasn't true. I mean, let me give you multiple examples. Sure. <clears throat> I run a website called Daily Clout, which you um, may have kindly mentioned in your intro. And we want to showcase uh, civil disagreement because that's a really important part of having a democracy. People who don't agree with each other talking to each other and hashing it out and, you know, letting the person listening decide what they think, um, what he or she thinks. So we keep running um, pieces critical of the green narrative, but we can't get any liberal or left-wing environmentalists to come on and engage with these very substantive critiques. We can't get them to come on. They won't come on. Same thing with pro-choice, pro-life. You know, we can't get the pro-choicers to come on and debate or discuss things with pro-life people. Um, they just won't do it. We're, we're trying all the time, and that's a depressing outcome. Um, we've got people critical of 
uh, the sexual, what they see as the sexualization of uh, kids in school and the kind of trans um, discourse in middle school and, and so on. We can't get supporters of the LGBTQ community to, to come engage with this, right? So it, it is disappointing. And just witnessing, I write about this a lot in Facing the Beast, trying to talk to my own friends and loved ones or former friends because I lost a lot of friends. The minute I bring up a fact, they will walk out of the room. Or, or just say, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to discuss this. I, I'm not going there. Like, they'll just cut off the debate right. in a way that they never used to. Um, another example, it's just so tragic, is overnight in New York City, where I used to live, I, a two-tier society got decreed during um, the pandemic, quote-unquote, in which I, being unvaccinated, thank God, can't couldn't go into a restaurant and eat a meal with my kids. Um, I wasn't allowed. I had to eat in the street like an animal. And I, you know, I could, in Great Barrington, near where we live upstate, I couldn't go into the synagogue. They wouldn't have unvaccinated people in the synagogue. I couldn't worship. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be part of the community. Uh, in the Catholic church up the street, because at this point I'm like, I don't care where I worship, anyone right, <laughs> that will let right, me in the door, right. I'll worship. <laughs> so I asked, I tried to go to the Catholic um, church, and they won't, they, would, they were seating unvaccinated people in a separate section from the vaccinated parishioners, and they wouldn't let the unvaccinated have the kiss of peace, right? So it was lunacy, and my liberal tribe who believe that they, that you guys are the haters, right? right. You're the racists, right. you're the sexists and the transphobes. My right on community that think, that support gay marriage and would never discriminate against someone because they're black or lesbian or homosexual, they had no problem, no problem with a two-tier society erected overnight in which some people were just more equal than others. They went right along with it. Um, so that's, these are painful things to have witnessed, and they're, they're not behind us. Like, we as Americans will always have these scars in our history, and these people want to now move past it, quote-unquote, yeah. and have amnesty. Right. It's like, no. Do you remember you that know? article? We need amnesty oh. for the pandemic. Oh. Uh, how can I forget? What they did to our kids, what they did to our civil liberties, the way that they treated us. Criminals. And, and so, so, so to the point of your, of your former tribe, what the hell ever happened to my body, my choice? Thank you. I've got a chapter on that, too, in Face of the Beast. Exactly. I mean, the same Supreme Court justices, um, Supreme Court uh, Justice Kagan and Sotomayor, who argued persuasively and eloquently about my body, my choice, in one session about abortion rights, went 180 degrees in the other direction when it came to supporting mandates vaccine mandates yeah. and they don't see like what where did all these expensive educations go what happened to the Kantian imperative you know what happened to consistency of logic um, they were absolutely these people are absolutely fine violating many laws including the Nuremberg uh, the Nuremberg code um, and they they are absolutely fine forgetting that the same arguments that we believe, like my body, my choice, since I was 15 years old, I believe that. How can I, how am I a crazy anti-vaxxer if I continue to believe it when it comes to, I don't want you making decisions about my uterus, I don't want you making decisions about what goes into my bloodstream, right? It's my body, but no, like there was no shame about the lack of consistency. The fact that you mentioned Immanuel Kant, I, I, I'm wonderful, by the way, one of my favorite philosophers. But uh, yeah, and you know, what's interesting too about that is that in, in addition to the, the idea that you don't have any control over your own body, except for abortion, that, that's it. You even have the American Civil Liberties Union. This is when I knew that we had really jumped the shark. The ACLU, remember when they published that op-ed in support of the vaccine mandate? I, I, I mean, I, I, I still remember this day like it was yesterday, you know, and I thought to myself, and we've come to a place where a group, the so-called American Civil Liberties Union, is now in, in agreeing with the government enforcing right. you getting an injection of something that you may not want in order to enjoy liberty. Right. I mean, could they not have been more exposed at that moment as, as a fraud group, right? You're absolutely right. I mean, it was it was horrifying. I kept waiting. I remember I kept waiting like 
like in those old-fashioned westerns where, you know, the cavalry comes the last minute to save everybody. Yeah. I kept waiting for the ACLU to swoop in and say, no, 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 you can't do this. We're going to, you know, sue these people. You're safe in your homes. It's a violation of so many amendments. It's a violation of the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment. Right. Um, no, they were, they were totally colluding. And my book, The Bodies of Others, which is a prequel to Facing the Beast, traces the money flow from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and then from the CARES Act to these organizations. And they took the money, and the legacy media took the money sure. and then parroted How that How many line. Pfizer ads did you hear on a daily basis from on, on the big media corporate you know stations, radio, TV? I mean... Uh, all over, right? I mean, right. it was, and this is why you could not have any debate or engagement or anything on this subject because of the fact that they were all taking money from Big Pharma, and Absolutely. the power of Big Pharma was so exposed here in all of this. Absolutely right, um, and it came from the top, right? Like my deplatforming turned out to have been uh, requested by the White House. Um, two lawsuits by uh, two attorneys general, uh, have re- Missouri versus Biden, have revealed that it was the White House instructing, illegally instructing uh, Twitter and Facebook to deplatform me. Yeah. You know, my tweet is in the findings. Yeah. It's so scary. This was an administration I'd voted for, you know, and, and my president. Can you imagine the feeling? of finding out that your president and, like, Homeland Security and the U.S. Bureau of the Census have lifted out your accurate tweet and put out a bolo, be on the lookout for me, you know, this tiny citizen using my First right. Amendment rights. It's terrifying. Um, One of their own. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, exactly. Right? I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about it. Is that, I mean, right. there's no... The, the left has become so incredibly intolerant. Naomi, I, and Naomi Wolf is with me. It's great to have you. I, I really love the fact you're here. DailyCloud.io is the, is the website. I used to love political debates. I remember right. in college, you know, we'd sit around. I still like to do it. I love debating politics, but you can't do it anymore. I mean, my, I mean, do you try to get people on and they decline that you disagree with? Yeah, they won't. And, they won't. and uh, they'll insult your intelligence right away. That's no. number one. You know, they call you I've a, noticed that. Right? You notice that? For, for, it's horrible. First and foremost on social media, it's the number one thing they do is insult your intelligence. It's true. Call you a conspiracy theorist. Call you this. But also, too, I have a family member, an in-law of mine, who literally since Trump became president... We're no longer friends. Like you can't be. Fr- I, you can't be friends. Do you know with how many you know? times I've heard that same story? Yeah. Like here, you can't be and friends everywhere. with me. Can't be friends with you. Like it's insane. Left you. No, broken up with you. It's happened to me as well, and to my husband. We got left out of family Thanksgivings because uh, of our, I think, our vaccine status. But yeah, it, the the 2020 election. But why were they so worried if they were vaccinated? Why were they so? And you know the reason why is because they deep down knew the lies that were told by the by. Rochelle Walensky. I mean, remember that she, she came out and said that you cannot spread COVID if you have the vaccine. Right. That was a lie about transmissibility. Yeah. That yeah. was a lie. Our yeah. government was lying to lying us. Lying to us. And at the very same time they were lying to us, they were censoring people, anyone who brought up even scientific data, mm. at, like you did, Naomi. I right. mean, scientific data coming out of Europe and Israel and posting this stuff was considered to be misinformation, right? Disinformation. Yeah. But Missouri v. Biden is going to be one of, I think, central cases the United States Supreme Court is going to hear in, in, in generations. Right. Because if the government can get away with censorship by proxy, the First Amendment is dead. You're absolutely right. I mean, if if they can get away with all of this, it's it's very terrifying because what I haven't, I think, mentioned yet is that um, I, I oversee a team of 3,250 doctors and scientists who have gone through the Pfizer documents, are still going through them, released under court order, and found the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history. Pfizer knew this was a lethal, sterilizing, disabling injection, is the shorthand. And and the White House knew. And, you know, we FOIA'd uh, emails from the White House and Dr. Walensky, Dr. Fauci. They're all freaking out in April of 2021 because Israel, the Israeli Ministry of Health was telling them and pediatricians organizations were telling them young people are getting myocarditis from this injection. Right. Instead of coming clean with the American people, there's this frenzy to cover it up, you know, and this is, goes right up to the White House, to the president. POTUS gets the template of this, sure. these meetings. Um, so they allowed or uh, spearheaded a murderous and sterilizing assault on the American people Um, My research has found that it was China that formulated this injection, owns the IP of the injection, 
open manufacturing plants in Western Europe and the United States for this injection. It's a bioweapon, and it's doing exactly what Pfizer and China knew it would do. It's disabling and killing and sterilizing Americans. Um, even as our southern border is open and millions of people of childbearing and fighting age are coming in who are not vaccinated, right? Yeah, well, isn't that funny how you don't have to be vaccinated to cross the southern border illegally, but, uh, you know, your team has given me the, the high sign. I know you have to run, right. but um, I do want to mention your site, and I think it's great. I, I love that you just want to engage in debate. Thank you. I think it's important. Look, so important. I, we never know if we're right unless we can debate these things. Totally, and we learn so much by hearing right. the arguments of other people. And look, you know, I mean... The point of science is to test and find out the truth. If you can't do that, you never get to the truth. And that this is whether it's I think whether, I think climate change is part of this too. I mean, I I am very skeptical of the of the government's agenda on climate change. Um, I think they use it for economic purposes. But if you notice, scientists can't debate that either. You'll lose your funding. Right. You know, if you don't come out and say the, the, the narrative on climate change, you will lose your funding. Right. You'll be ostracized. It's, it, really, there's a lot of similarities here. We both Very medieval. Things. Yeah. I mean, I would bring back tar and feather. Right. I mean, because it'd be fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm sure with uh, after drinking some martinis, you could have used a little tar and feathering, right? You just got to, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was nice to see you. You too. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Dailycloud.io, Naomi Wolf. Keep up the good fight. Thank you so All much. Right? I appreciate that. And welcome welcome to uh, Liberty. Yeah, it's good out, It's good out here. Right? Yeah, it's good. good Thank you. you. All right, live from Radio Row, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll be coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. Oh, son of a... I was looking at the programming schedule for next week, gentlemen. There's no basketball all next week. Uh, Son of a... I could use an easy day. Oh, man. After this? <laughs> Maybe we could email Temple and see if they want to schedule something. Yeah, well, how about women's highlight? We haven't had a good women's highlight game in a while, Just huh? Just a rec game. We'll take a rec game. We'll take a rec game. Rec game would be fine, right? Uh, we've got some great guests coming up. Obviously, we'll play the interview with Tulsi Gabbard at 5. Uh, Tanya Gould is a uh, human trafficking survivor. She's now with the Virginia Attorney General's office. She's going to stop by. Hans von Spakarsky is one of the greatest legal minds out there. I'm going to get his opinion on all the Trump cases. Uh, and who knows what other hilarity and uh, craziness will ensue between now and 7 o'clock tonight. But it's great to be with you, live on Radio Row at CPAC. Uh, the Italian Stallion. Himself, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. He's had it. He's had it with these high-priced liberal states. The Italian stallion. And you know what? The Italian stallion tends to keep on going and going and going. But eventually all Italian stallions have their breaking point. And for Sly, it's enough. Enough of the liberalism. Enough. Take a listen. After long, hard consideration, your mother and I have decided it's time to move on and leave the state of California permanently and we're going to go to Florida. We're going to sell this house. What? What? Yep. Is this a joke? It's not a joke at all. Full time. No LA time. Full time. We already have the place. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. The, the, The Italian stallion is out. I don't blame him. Look, I mean, this is what seems to be a pattern, right? These celebrities who have had it with California, and they've had it with the crime, and they've, they've had it. Who was just criticizing San Francisco the other day? Now I can't remember. Um, I think we had the clip, and then we forgot to play it because we got distracted by something. Uh, it was Charles, Bar- Charles Barkley. Barkley was criticizing San Francisco for being an absolute asshole at this point. Um, but here's the thing, and I, I, there is a um, breaking news story here, New York Post reporting. A high-altitude balloon of unknown origin is now flying over the western United States. This is literally a breaking news story right on the show. A high-altitude balloon of unknown origin is being tracked by the U.S. government. The balloon is currently flying over the western regions of the country. Military aircraft have determined that it is not a threat. But the purpose of the balloon is unclear. The Post has reached out to the Pentagon for comment. This is a developing story. So we'll keep, you, we'll keep you focused on that. We'll keep you updated on that as this goes on. I wonder if it's another Chinese spy balloon. Yeah, we're really, we're really doing this again? Another balloon? Yeah. Do you, but I thought, we, I thought we blew it up. Right, after like hours of deliberation. It's just like, do what, we what are we get, doing here? Do we need to get Mama Zioli involved here again? Can we get Mama Zioli <laughs> back on the ground? Do I have to hire her again as a special correspondent for the show? I think they're blowing it up. 
Yeah, well, we're, well, we're going to have to blow this one up too, Mom. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Oh, you know what they're playing? I know what they're playing over there. I heard Trump speaking. He's doing a rally live in South Carolina right now. That's what's being played at CPAC right now on the um, on the big jumbotron over there. I was wondering where his voice was coming from. That's what that is over there. Um, the other big story of the day today is that cell phone records appear to throw a huge wrench in testimonies of Nathan Wade and uh, his Gumara Fawny Willis, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia. You know, their, their whole thing about their affair, and again, look, I don't really care what consenting adults do, but the point is when those consenting adults do it and it leads to a massive conflict of interest, we're trying to prosecute the former president of the United States of America and then using that money for financial gain and personal gain and love trips, I have a problem with that. See, that's where you lose me. That's where you lose me, and I start to say, you know what, now you've crossed the line, and now this is rife for public scrutiny. Because she brought on her boyfriend, who was not up for the job. Nathan Wade should not have been brought on as that prosecutor. Look, don't get me wrong, I'm happy he was, because he's not good at this. But as the district attorney of Fulton County, Fawny Willis had an obligation to her office and to her county to bring on the best prosecutor possible. If you're going to go after the former president on RICO conspiracy charges that he was trying to steal the 2020 Georgia election. You got to bring on a prosecutor who is who's got experience in bringing uh, on, in RICO cases, racketeering, organized crime cases that they used to go after cartels, the mafia, complicated money laundering schemes, the Biden crime family. You don't get a guy who was doing municipal parking tickets in, uh, in, in the town over. A guy who was dealing with, you know, meters. But that's who she brought on. She brought on her boyfriend. Well, the cell phone records show... And there's a whole lot more to the story than meets the eye. And that this affair was going on well before she actually hired him, which contradicts the testimony on the stand, which also means that they've perjured themselves. And the case against Trump in Georgia, goodbye, it's over, goodbye, good night, and that's the end of that. So I'll get into that with you a little bit later in the show. Also, too, a, if you're worried about election integrity in Pennsylvania, I don't blame you. I don't blame you for one minute. United States Appeals Court is going to decide if Pennsylvania mail-in ballots with the wrong date still count in the lead-up to the 2024 election. Look, again, we, can, we, can, we don't have to worry about dead people voting in Philadelphia and cheating and Dominion and voting machines and everything like this because what we know, what is a verifiable fact— what is not a, a subject of, of conspiracy or a subject of scrutiny, what is an undeniable fact is that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court interfered in the 2020 election. It's not an opinion. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not something I can get sued for defamation over. They did. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court intervened in the 2020 election, and they interfered in that election by usurping the law of Pennsylvania passed by the legislature and extending the deadline for mail-in ballots to that Friday and saying that the ballots don't have to be postmarked, the postmark doesn't have to be legible, and even if they're received after election day, they have to be counted, and whether or not they were signed and dated as per the law, that was irrelevant too, they had to be counted. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court absolutely committed election interference against Donald Trump. That's 100% certain. You don't have to debate any other issue, just that, because Pennsylvania was the key to 2020. And the court got involved, and the court usurped the will of the legislature. But it's not over yet. We're not done. We're not, we have not fixed this problem yet. And a federal appeals court must now decide if Pennsylvania voters need, this is, an, I'm not even joking, this is an actual thing, need to put accurate handwritten dates on the outside envelopes of their mail-in ballots for the votes to count. A dispute with implications for this year's presidential contest. The Third Circuit Court of Appeals held oral arguments in Philadelphia Tuesday over a district judge's ruling in November that even without the proper dates, mail-in ballots should be counted if they are received in time. Ari Savitsky, a lawyer with the American Civil Liberties Union representing several voter groups, told the court more than 10,000 ballots in Pennsylvania were disqualified in 2022 based on what he called a meaningless paperwork error he argued that the materiality provision of the 1964 Civil Rights Act was designed to prevent that. An immaterial mistake on a piece of paperwork doesn't go to the deficiency or validity of the ballot itself, he argued before the three-judge panel. 
U.S. Circuit Court Judge Cindy Chung, who was appointed to the bench by President Joe Biden, asked where judges should draw the line between meaningless and material errors that can render the ballots invalid. I got an idea. How about this? How about you go with what the law is? How about you go with what the law is? And you don't try to skirt around the law because you know that those ballots are going to help Democrats. And the reason why I know it's going to help Democrats is because Democrats, if you're voting for a Democrat, it, especially now, you're an idiot and you don't know how to do a mail-in ballot properly. Am I right, Matt DeSantis? You're an idiot. <laughs> so that's why you can't fill out a, a ballot properly because you're a freaking moron. Why are you looking at me when you say I didn't do it? I'm just asking you to confirm oh, yeah. my analysis. No, I agree with you. If you have not left the Democrat Party by now, you don't love this country. That's why my next guest did leave the Democrat Party for love of country <laughs> and for love of me, by the way. I'm just saying. Anyway, this is this is what the U.S. Circuit Court judge said. Judge John M. Gore, representing state and national Republican groups challenging a district court ruling last year, said the right to vote is not denied when the state qualifies someone to vote, sends them a ballot and then rejects the ballot because they failed to follow Pennsylvania law. Well, that's right. If you don't follow the law, then that's on you. That's on you. But again, my point is this. The people that would be so-called disenfranchised here are idiots who are voting for Democrats. And that's why the court is trying to turn around and make those ballots count, because these are not people voting for Republicans, because if they were voting for Republicans, they'd be smart enough to actually follow the instructions on the ballot. It's not hidden. It's not invisible ink. You don't have to use a flashlight, hold up a flashlight to it to see how to, how to properly do the instructions on the ballot. It's all right there for you. You just have to not be an imbecile. But if you're an imbecile, you're voting for a Democrat, especially in this day and age. Let's just, be, let's just call what it is. Call what it is. Say it. So the question, of course, then, is in Pennsylvania, Democrats have... Listen to this now. This is it. In Pennsylvania, Democrats have been far more likely to vote by mail than Republicans under an expansion of mail-in ballots enacted in 2019. Republican lawmakers agreed to change in exchange for an end to straight party voting when they saw a longtime Democratic advantage. In 2022, about 1.2 million Pennsylvanians voted by mail. Look, I've said this before, and this is a separate matter. Republicans, you either embrace mail-in balloting and early voting, or do so at your peril because you will wind up losing. That is the fact. That is the reality. You either embrace it or you're done. It, is, it has to happen that way, period. If they don't do that, they're going to lose. All the other stuff in the background is noise. It's just noise. And I know you don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. That's not the point. The point is, if you don't embrace it, the Democrats are going to continue to use this advantage. But that's separate from this issue. This issue is the fact that now the Democrats are trying to say it is a violation of the Federal Civil Rights Act if they throw out the ballot of a moron who couldn't read the instructions and fill out the ballot properly. That's not a violation of their civil rights. If you're an idiot, you don't know how to fill out a ballot. That's not, nobody's violating your civil rights. You had the opportunity. You had the opportunity to, to vote. Ballot was right there. All you had to do is fill it out properly. That's the key, properly. U.S. District Judge, and Henry, just let me know my out time here, okay? U.S. District Judge Susan Paradise Baxter, a Trump appointee, ruled last year the county boards of election may no longer reject mail ballots that lack accurate handwritten dates on their return envelopes. She said the date, mandated by state law, is irrelevant in helping election officials decide whether the ballot was received in time or whether the voter is disqualified to cast the ballot. How is it irrelevant if the law in Pennsylvania says that the date has to be there? It's not irrelevant. Judges don't get to just make decisions like that. If Governor Josh Shapiro and the Pennsylvania legislature feel it's, in, it's irrelevant, then they should change the law. Amazing how that works, right? There's a process by which they could change the law if they feel that it's irrelevant. But judges don't get the right to just turn around and do that on their own. That's not how it works. But they're still trying this crap now. They're still trying this crap out now. The Pennsylvania groups challenging the date mandate argue it allows the state to disenfranchise voters over meaningless mistakes. Hey, listen, if I'm driving to a polling place, if I'm driving to vote, and I make the mistake of going through the McDonald's drive through on my way there, and I'm 10 minutes late and the polls closed, have my civil rights been violated? <laughs> no, because I'm the one who made the mistake of going through the drive through before I went to vote. The only way my civil rights are violated is if, if I get there and they trick me and put up signs that say, vote over there, and they point me to a firehouse and it's not actually where the voting's taking place. 
if, if I'm driving home and I'm hit, I hit traffic because I didn't leave the office in time, I haven't. my civil rights are not violated if they close the polling place at 8 p.m. because that's what the law says, the, the polls close at 8 p.m. But again, part and parcel from that separate issue is the fact that we, this is why Republicans need to embrace mail-in voting, early voting, absentee voting, drop boxes, all the things that Democrats do because these things are not going away. And you don't want to leave any excuses out there. You don't want to leave anything in the locker room, as they say. You got to make sure that everybody gets to vote. So don't take any chances on weather. Don't take any chances on some fatty going through the drive-thru on the way over there. Tubby person. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to fat shame. Sorry. <laughs> For the record, Matt DeSantis went to McDonald's last night through the drive-thru. I did. Just pointing that out. Delicious. And you're not fat. So, and I was a fat kid, so I can say that. I'm still grandfathered in. <laughs> You don't leave anything a chance, but it doesn't change the fact that if I get there and the polling place is closed because it's four, it's eight, eight o'clock or eight o five, I'm not disenfranchised. The law is the law. I have to make the appropriate arrangements to go vote. Just like you got to make the appropriate arrangements if you vote by mail to make sure that your ballot is actually filled out properly. That's not that complicated. So there you go, and I and I um, I hope that the court will rule properly. And we'll talk to Hans von Spakarski about that a little bit later in the show. But coming up next, the interview you've all been waiting for with my friend and potential vice presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, the one and only. Straight ahead, live from CPAC. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk Radio, twelve ten. WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.